0: first reading this morning is from Ephesians chapter 6 uh, verses 10 to 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Thank you, Nick. Now we've just heard about the armour of God, protective clothing that people wear. Now we have someone here today who's going to come out and show us some protective clothing. Let's give our round of applause for Oliver. Just coming on up. Come on up, mate. Now, you've got a lot of gear there. You're going to explain that to us. Thank you very much. It is great to have you here. We have our very own fencer, which is not someone who builds fences, but someone who does it. So, can you talk us through the different pieces? And I've got another set here, so I could hold them up while you kind of put them on. Which is kind of cool. All right, so what do we begin with, Oliver?
1: So the first thing we would um, begin with would be the breeches or the lower half. So we would have what Chris is holding up for the pants I'm putting on now. And this would protect the lower half of us.
0: Right. Is this really tough stuff, is it?
1: Yep. So there's two sizes between 250 and 800. Right. Which is basically... Um, Pressure, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, cool. Alright, so you got those on. What else is the next bit?
1: And then we'll put on the under Is that this is, one? Yep, what Chris has got.
0: Yeah. What do you call it? An under plastron. Underclastron. Because
1: we're sending like this. Uh, this isn't uh, We're sending like this and that would protect our arm to oh. midway of the body. Okay. So going. So sorry, it's a little extra protection.
0: Like this? <laughs> That is good. <laughs> sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, so that's great. All right, then you, what else have After we got? After we
1: put this on, we would put on a body wire, which would connect to a box that would um, connect to a sword. So when the sword realises it's touched something, it would light up on the box and say, who got the point? Oh, OK, all right. And that would go through the right arm of the jacket, which is here.
0: So you have a kind of electronic point scoring system?
1: Yep, it's just a wire that goes. Yep comes out here, and this is what the little pocket's for, where you put the end of it when you're not oh, fencing. Yeah. And then you put it through the arm that. here.
0: Alright. <laughs> okay. And all right, so you put you put your jacket on.
1: Yep. So there's a little oh, loop here that you put your leg into.
0: Right. You put your and leg in And especially in here. for
1: the boys there's a little triangle Yeah, yeah.
0: right. <laughs> Say no more. Okay, so you got the <laughs> you got your uh, the overclastron, is that right?
1: Uh, no, jacket. A jacket. Reasonable. It's just called a jacket, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. But very good protective gear. All right. Yeah. And then what else is the last bit you've got?
1: last bit we would have is a mask.
0: Oh, it's not quite the last bit, is it? Because which
1: would go got... straight over the top of your head. And the other last bit would be a glove which you put on your hand to well, protect your hand.
0: Right. There you go. And you, you do fencing.
1: All right. And yep. do you have a... So- you don't have a uh, sword? Yes, up? I do over there. Oh. Now, you, what, you don't call it a sword; you call it a. Um, so there's three different types: there's saber, which is slashing; there's foil and epée, which is eye fence. Epée, and the difference between foil and epée is the basically the stiffness of the blade and the rules of it. So epée is first one to stab each other. Foil. Right. So if I've got side.
0: this on and you go for my eyeball, what's going to happen?
1: I'll hit you there. And does it bend? Uh, if you hit high enough.
0: Yeah, right. Don't do that.
1: <laughs> all right. Look, thank you so
0: much for coming up and demonstrating all that wonderful view. It's so cool. I, am um, secretly always wanted to do fencing, but I kind of feel like that my dream's been fulfilled just a tiny bit, but not much. But, uh, anyway, I can... <laughs> my appetite is wet, nevertheless. Okay, so thank you. Thank you so much, Oliver. And, uh, you can have a seat protective gear we've just heard a passage about putting on the armor of God putting on protective stuff and you've got your shoes of course which you had to put yeah, on yeah just shoes,
1: thank
0: you, thank you. yeah yeah <laughs> okay but protecting your toesies all right God tells us to put on the armor of God now why does he tell us that he tells us that because we are in a battle It's not easy being Christ's people. You've got Satan and all his forces who want to pull you down. And that might sound really scary. Satan, all his forces, his spiritual powers in the heavenly realms. We think, I'm just a person. That's really scary. Okay, there's temptations to give up, isn't there? There's temptations to say yes to sin. There's temptation to... Uh, be mean to one another, to be anger to, angry to one another, not to forgive one another, to speak lies, to slander, to gossip, to pull people down. Okay, we think, is it all too much, too difficult? No, because at the end of Ephesians, we're told, put on the armour of God, not just any armour, but very impressive armour the armour of God. It's called the armour of God because it not only comes from God, it is the armour that God himself wears, has worn. Okay, what a great sword, hey? (laughs) Want to have a sword fight? No, you'd probably win. All right. Okay, in Ephesians, we need to remember that God himself has worn the armour. So, it talked about A belt of truth. In Isaiah 11, talking about God, righteousness will be his belt. It's talked about um, feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Well, Isaiah 52, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring the gospel, the good news, the news of salvation. Um, Ephesians talked about a breastplate of righteousness, and a helmet of salvation. Isaiah 59, God put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. Now, here's the question for everyone. Are you listening? When did God put on that armor? When did God fight? The answer is... When Jesus died on the cross, okay, that's when he fought for us. You see, we have real enemies, spiritual enemies. We have um, Satan and his forces. We have our sin within. We have the law, which condemns and divides people. We have God's judgment against us. It comes from God, but when he's angry, that's an enemy, all right? And what God did in Jesus, he became a man and he died on the cross to fight for us, right? And that's when he put on the armor of God. He fought for us. You have to realize that to understand this passage. Okay, he fought for us. And guess what? When he fought for us, he won. Because when God put on the armor and he fought for us the cross, Jesus won the battle. Jesus, of course, rose from the dead. God raised him from the dead and he seated him in the highest place in the heavenly realms, higher than Satan, higher than any of his forces, higher. He won and we are there with him. God has raised us to be with him in the highest place. That means that you and I, if we believe in Jesus, we are on the winning side. Cool, hey? If you believe in Jesus, guess what? You are saved from God's anger. Praise God. If you believe in Jesus, you are saved from being condemned by the law. Praise God for that. If you believe in Jesus, you are united with everyone else who believes in Jesus. We are all united into one people. We are one church. We are one body with Jesus as the head. Put up your hand here if you believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. Wonderful news, okay. This is a precious thing that God has made, and Jesus is um, in charge. He is the champion. It's because what Jesus has built, when he fought for us on the cross, it's because of that, that, that it is so precious. That's why, in Ephesians, we're told, don't destroy what Jesus fought to build. Don't tear it down yourselves. Behave one another. Okay, behave yourselves. But also... It's because what Jesus fought on the cross to build is so precious, his people. This is why Satan wants to attack us. This is why he wants to pull us down. Okay, And that is why you and I are attacked. That's why we are in a battle. We are tempted to sin. We are tempted to doubt God. We are tempted to treat each other badly. We are tempted to walk away from God. All right? We are in a battle. And that is why... At the end of Ephesians, we are told to put on the full armor of God because we are in a battle. Now, what sort of battle? Okay, there's different sorts of battles. What sort of battle? Is it a battle that we know the enemy is much bigger than us and we are going to get pounded and we are going to lose? Is it that sort of battle? No, because Jesus, we know, is our champion. He has already won. He is higher than the enemy. He is more important, more powerful than the enemy. And so that's why in the passage that Nick just read us, we were told not to go advance. We just have to stand when we fight. Okay? We just have to stand. We have to stand against the attacks. We don't need to rush to conquer more territory. No, because Jesus is one. He's building his church. We need to stand our ground against the attack. Twice we're told to stand. Stand, do not fall. Stand by putting on the full armour of God, which God himself has worn and with it God won. We're going to hear more about the different parts of that armour, but first we're going to hear a great song.
1: The second reading comes from Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 to 17.
0: Daisy, well done. (laughs) Okay, now, we just heard of lots of different pieces of armour read out for us. Okay, God has his armour, he's already put it on, he's worn it, he's fought in it, and he's won when Jesus died on the cross. Now he calls us to put on the same armour that he himself wore. So, I need a volunteer who is happy to come out and to be live on Facebook. And your parents have to be happy for this too. We're gonna put on some armor. Uh, Okay, come on on out, keen bean. All right, okay, how are you? I'm good. You ready, you ready to be suited up? Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right, good. Okay, first thing, stand firm then, do you remember, with the, what was the first thing? The belt of truth buckled around the waist. Okay, this might be made for a slightly bigger person, but here we go. Well, we just might have to tuck it in somehow. Anyway, doesn't matter. All right, just, just hold it at the back there so it doesn't fall down. Whoa, that's a straight jacket, isn't it? Okay, all right, just hold that. Okay, now, the belt of truth. Now... This looks like a little vinyl miniskirt, doesn't it? It's a bit with a few rips in it. Uh, in a Roman soldier's um, armour, this was heavy leather. And this was the first thing you put on. And what it did was it protected your legs, but it enabled you to have movement. Because it was the first thing that was put on, when you put on the belt, here it's called the belt of truth, You knew you were ready. You were getting ready to fight. All right? Now, that's the first thing we're told to put on. Put on the belt of truth. Now, the belt of truth. Um, First bit of armor. Now, often we lose our battle with sin and temptation because we do not put on this first bit. We we don't get up in the morning thinking, right, I'm ready to fight. We forget to put on the truth, the truth about who God is, truth about the gospel, the truth about what's right and wrong. Okay, we forget. So, first thing, put on the belt of truth. Jesus put this on, didn't he, when he fought. He knew what was true. He knew that God was real. He knew that there was righteousness and wickedness. He knew that sin would be punished. He knew he had to live for God. He put it on. So, put on... The belt of truth, okay. And this comes up in Ephesians, okay. We are to speak the truth in love, speaks about the truth of the gospel. These are all important to remember every single day. Okay, what's the next thing? Uh, breastplate. breastplate. Blessed breastplate of righteousness. Okay, good one. All right. Let's see how we go here. A breastplate of righteousness. Now, here we go. Alrighty. Hmm. This is a problematic old bit of, okay, don't worry, just don't touch it too much. Okay, <laughs> all right, of course, a true breastplate would be very strong. All right, now, breastplate of righteousness. Now, when God wore it, okay, Jesus wore this, the breastplate of righteousness, of course, he was totally right with God, wasn't he? Jesus, when he wore the breastplate, he was totally right. He always w- was right with God. And we put on Jesus' righteousness. We are right with God because of Jesus. So that's the breastplate to put on. But also, this comes out in our lives. So in Ephesians, Ephesians 4.24, we are to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Or Ephesians 5.9, the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. Jesus' righteousness is to come out in our lives. Alright. So, we put on Jesus' righteousness. Okay. What's the next thing? Mm, something about the feet. Shoes. Shoes. Okay, did they have shoes back then? I don't know. Dunno. Feet Fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, let's have a look what we've got here. We haven't got any shoes, but, well, we've got these greaves. You could put these on. Okay. So put your foot up through there. You can hang onto my head if you want to for balance. All right. We'll pretend that's your oh, foot, sandal. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And just hold that one there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. Feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, Jesus had feet like this. His feet took him to Jerusalem. He knew what would happen when he got there. He knew that when he got there, he would have to die on the cross. And he sent his disciples out with their feet to speak the good news of the kingdom and then the gospel to people. All right. Now, feet Fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Are these f- is this talking about feet that go with the gospel? Of course we are meant to have feet that go with the gospel. But actually here it's feet that are ready to stand. That is the gospel makes you stand. The good news that you are saved not because of who you are but because of who Jesus is. The good news that you are saved, not because of what you have done for God, but what he has done for you. The good news that you are saved, not because of your strength to win against Satan, but because of Jesus' strength to win against Satan. The gospel makes you stand. And that's what we need. You've got feet that are ready to stand, okay? You got them? So you've got to put on the feet of the gospel, all right? You got them? Okay, good. Now, what else have you got to take up? Okay, if someone shoots something at you, what are you going to need? A shield. A shield, brilliant. Okay, a shield. All right, here you go. Now, just hold that, just with your hand. Okay, great. Now, of course, the Roman shield that they're talking about is not something like this, plastic and round and small. The shield they're talking about, and there's a special word for this, is a shield that's about this big. And it's a big rectangle, but it's curved, okay? And the Roman soldiers would have this massive shield that could protect them against flaming, armour-piercing arrows that would come, and they'd coat these in pitch, and they'd set them alight, and they'd shoot them, okay? And then the oil would burst open, and then they'd um, set people alight. You needed a very strong shield soaked in water, to be able to protect you and extinguish the flaming arrows of your enemy, okay? Now he says, take up the shield of faith. This big, imagine this big, 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 I haven't got one. (laughs) You have to imagine it, a big shield, a full body shield with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Jesus had this shield, didn't he? He was attacked by Satan lots of times, attacked in the desert, attacked when someone said, you don't have to go to the cross, get behind me Satan, Jesus said, attacked to disbelieve God, attacked in Gethsemane. Well, Jesus had faith in God. He trusted his father and he didn't let go of God's promises that God would bring him through, that God would raise him, raise him from the dead Jesus knew that God had said that, but he hadn't experienced it yet. But he trusted God. He had a shield of faith. We have to put on, take up that shield of faith, because that's how you extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. You trust God like Jesus did. You trust and know that he will bring you through. You trust and you know that he's gonna raise you from the dead no matter what, okay? Shield of faith, you got it? Good, what else do you need? A helmet, brilliant, okay, the helmet of salvation, all right. Now, here we go, this is a Roman kind of helmet, there we go, helmet of salvation, which protects your head, your most vital organ, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, if you get your hand chopped off or something like that, you can still survive, but you won't survive if your head gets chopped off or (laughs) get an arrow in your head, okay, you need to have a helmet. Now, in the Bible, it says that God put on a helmet of salvation, Isaiah 59, verse 17. But God wasn't going to die. He put on the helmet of salvation to win salvation for people. So he's a bit different to us. <laughs> okay, he didn't need to be protected, but we're told he put on a helmet of salvation when he won for us. Okay, That means that this helmet of salvation, you know what it is, It's knowing you're saved through Jesus, okay? So you put it on. I am saved through Jesus, okay? He has saved me. There's no doubt about that. I trust in him. He fought for me. He's died for me. He's risen again, and he has saved me. The helmet of salvation, okay? Put on the helmet of salvation. And what else do you need? Aha, all these are, d- uh, are defensive things. Now you have to take the offense, which means fight. Okay, so you've got to take up the sword of the spirit, all right, which is the word of God. Now, the Romans actually used to have a short one to be able to fight in close combat. They wouldn't have been able to fight with this because this needs great area to swing around. So that that sort of short broadsword is very good for close fighting in close quarters. Okay. Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. In the way it's described, it's, it's describing a sword that is used. The word of God, which is not in the Bible remaining closed. The word of God, which isn't just in your head, but not on your lips. No, the word of God, which is used. Bible open, mouth speaking. That's the sword of the Spirit, speaking out the word of God. Okay. That's what you're to do. Jesus used it, didn't he? When he was tempted by the devil, scripture says, scripture says, the word of God says, that's how he fought. Okay. He counted lies with truth. Stand firm in the armor of God. Armor that God used, armor that he gives us and asks us to put on. The armor of the gospel. The armor of of salvation. You're a great soldier. Very good. Okay. We are going to pray the Lord's Prayer, then we're going to have our third Bible reading. Thank you very much.
1: The final reading comes from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 to 20. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should.
0: Okay, all right. We're to put on the armour of God, we're to stand firm in the armour of God and finally we are to do this praying and watching. When Jesus fought, he was praying. Do you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? He was being tempted and he prayed. He prayed hard. We stand firm in the armour of God, praying and watching. Jesus told his disciples to watch so that they wouldn't fall into temptation. We stand praying Sorry, we put on the armor of God, we fight praying and watching. Okay. We are told to pray in the spirit. What does that mean? It means nothing magical. It means you pray to God, your father. You trust that he is your father. You can only call God father if you have the spirit. So you pray to God, your Father, who know, you know that He has your back. You know that He is concerned for you. You know that you are His child. You know that He wants to answer your prayers. You pray to God, your Father, and also you pray, praying in the Spirit means you pray believing in Jesus. You cannot say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So to pray in the Spirit means to pray to God as your Father and to pray... Trusting in Jesus. Okay. Now, then we are told to do it lots. Just listen to how many times the word all comes up. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be watchful and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people all occasions all kinds of prayers and requests always keep praying for all of the lord's people so not just for ourselves but for others too when we fight putting on the armor of god we do it praying we are actively trusting in god we're not trusting in our own strength We are trusting in him and asking him to help us win the battle. Okay, and then Paul says, Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. That's why I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it fearlessly as I should. Okay, Um, I'm going to finish the talk there and we are going to pray. Simon is going actually we are going to pray so here's what's going to happen first of all i want you to talk to the people around you about what it would be good to pray for given what you've heard then simon is going to walk down and he will point the microphone in your direction if you raise your hand and you can lead us in prayer from your seat just where you are and that's how we will pray together as Christ's people uh, this morning